What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I'm the host of the Butch Trek Podcast. If you haven't already, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and please leave us a review. But before we dive in, I want to talk about our sponsor. Are you a business owner and struggling to manage the finances behind your business? Or maybe you're spending endless amounts of time trying to determine the overall financial direction. If so, I want to acknowledge my company, Financial Automation. Through the creation of custom financial dashboards to financial consulting to financial literacy education, we're committed to helping entrepreneurs take control of the finances behind their businesses. If you're interested in learning more, go to www.financialautomation.co and book your free strategy call. Now, onto the show. What's going on, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the host of the Butch Trek Podcast, and I am here with my friend, Russ Yeager. You got it. Yeager, like the drink. I love it. Russ Yeager. He is a body transformation specialist, a multiple fitness studio owner, an author, and a speaker. Russ, what's going on, man? How you doing, Brady? Great to speak with you today, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, for my newer, my newer audience out there, Butch Trek really started as an outlet for me and my wife to detail our journey towards financial freedom, paying off debt, saving, getting a house, newly married. But it, it took a pivot to speak with entrepreneurs on the journey, not only the successes, but also the struggles, because I feel as if you really resonate with what people went through to get to where they're at today. Before we hop into your story, Russ, and how it plays into the whole foundation of Budget Trek, I always ask this first question. What is the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? That's an awesome question. I've got. I'm going to answer it. I'm not avoiding. But before I answer that, uh, you know, question, Brady, I just got to say, man, I, I love what you're doing, and I love it at your age that you're focused on creating financial freedom for your family. You know, I'm 45 now. I'm a, you know, as as you said, a body transformation, you know, coach. But I'm just as passionate, and and most of my clients, you know, we we start with, you know, the body, the physical. I believe that that makes a huge difference in everything that you do. I know it does. But then we get into relationships and, and money. And money, I mean, you know, we live on a monetary planet. Like, it's it's not about the money. It's about the opportunities, the freedoms, the choices you have. And so I didn't even start thinking about that stuff until my early 30s. And even then, I was kind of messing around. Or I was messing around. And then when I had got my 40s, especially when I had three kids, then I got really serious. So massive respect to you, uh, for, for uh, doing that, man. To, and to answer your question, that I've had a minute to, to think, uh, dude, I've spent it on, you know, cars. And then when I was in my 20s, I was going, you know, every weekend to the bars, buying shots and drinks and partying and gambling. I mean, not crazy gambling, but I mean, you know, tens of thousands of dollars that if I had invested that or saved it even would be uh, worth a lot more. So I've done all that stuff. I've done the cars, but I would have to say, you probably get that answer a lot. I would say the one thing that may be a different answer is taxes, mm. you know, because yeah, we need to pay our taxes, but um, most of us, if you don't know what you're doing, and you know this, pay way more in taxes uh, than, than you need to. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of loopholes out there, and I first got introduced to that through Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, I, I think taxes is such a, such a hard topic because there's so many different laws and they're constantly changing things around it. And then yes, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad is talking about the the tax advantages of real estate and, and several other, other different things. And I was like, wow, you don't really know that. And I think that my solution there and what I tell people is 
get, just get a CPA that knows what they're doing because they can guide you in that direction and they can create loopholes for you. And further, you know, you, you hear about all the, all this bad talk Amazon had for not paying any taxes. And I guess I get it. You know, they're a trillion dollar company, but they have the best CPAs in the world probably. So they're, they're, they're doing everything legally and it's just part of it. I think if you're going to go after anyone, go after the government because they're the one that have these laws in place. So, but yeah, that, that's a, that, that's a good answer. I never heard that before, but let's go ahead and jump into your story, Russ, because like you said, in your twenties, you're going out to the bar every weekend, which is probably not the healthiest thing in the world. And now you're a body transformation specialist. So there's a lot, there's a big gap there to fill. So how did you get started in this world? Definitely. So I, I actually grew up, uh, we were talking beforehand in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was uh, the, not, not the fat kid, but chubby. You know, I'm 6'6", I'm a tall guy, so I could hide it, hide it in clothes. But, you know, I'd go to the pool, I hated taking my shirt off. All my friends seemed to have the flat stomach, the abs, and I had this big, you know, pudge spread of fat around my stomach. And, and I love to eat. I still love to eat. You know, it's still a, a challenge for me. I can overeat with the best of them. I've learned how to control it. But I remember specifically at 11 years old, you know, we all have these moments. My dad had gotten, and you probably may not even know what this is, big VHS camera. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, he's taken, you know, took up the whole room. He's taking home videos. Like, Russ, say something to the camera. And I said, my name's Russ. I like soccer. I like basketball. I love my dog, Rudy. And then I looked down, and I paused, and I said, and I'm fat. And then my parents both look at each other like, I don't know what I'm to say. My dad's trying to make me feel better. And then my mom said seven words that like lit a fire. Russ, you're not fat. You're just husky. And she said that because, you know, going back to school shopping, I had to get the husky pants, which, you know, meant you're not, you can't fit in the, in the normal pants. And it just really, it fired me up, man. I was like, I'm determined. I'm going to figure out how to get rid of this fat. Right. You know, I, I loved wrestling. Hulk Hogan was the guy back then. I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to be one of those fit, lean, muscular guys. I started running, you know, that's all I knew to do. And, and I guess I got healthier. My body didn't change. I didn't understand calories. I didn't understand macronutrients. I didn't understand, you know, body composition. Um, and then I got introduced to weight training in my late teens, early twenties. And that really did make a difference. And I've learned now, and one of the biggest principles I teach my clients, like lifting weights is not only the best thing for, you know, strength and mobility and, you know, muscle tone, whether you're a man or a woman, but for actually increasing your metabolism, it's your best fat burning exercises you can do by far. And um, I had some decent success, but you know, just like a lot of us, I went into uh, went to college, you know, and and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went into business, and uh, that sounded good. Some of my friends were doing it. Went into accounting, and it just kind of clicked for me. Everybody said, "Oh, you have a great job if you go into accounting." So I took a job with one of the big uh, firms, national firms, international firms. And, you know, I'm working long hours, you know, late night business dinners, uh, you know, drinks, going out with my friends, partying. And I was working out. But at 27, uh, Brady, I found myself like I work out all the time, you know, on a regular basis. But I don't really look like I feel like I should. And right. so I made a decision. I said, I'm going to get this part of my life taken care of. And I hired a coach, which I've now learned is, you know, getting coaching consultants is um, the fastest and best way to, to get what you want. And um, entered one of those before and after 12-week contests, you know, transformation contest. I did everything the coach said. In 12 weeks, I took my body fat percentage from about 25% to under 5%, you know, totally shredded. Won this contest, got sponsored by a supplement company, got to be a sponsored athlete at the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic. 
and started writing for some of the bodybuilding fitness magazines. And it was like life changing moment. I said, this is, you know, I started getting more questions about, okay, how can I get in shape nutrition? You know, then I did accounting and, you know, debits and credits. And I said, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And, you know, for the past 18 years now, uh, you know, I've, I've helped thousands of, of men and women, you know, transform their, their bodies and, and their health and, and ultimately, you know, their lives. That's awesome. And that's a really powerful story. I'm only 24. I actually used to work out a lot in college. And now that I've graduated college, I actually don't as much. And I don't, I don't know if I attribute it to being married and just feel like I have nothing to prove anymore <laughs> or I'm just don't have the time. But for someone starting out, when I, when I see about some, when I think about somebody getting fit, I think the three most important components is exercise, diet, but also mindset. What of those three is the most important to you? Dude, you nailed it. I mean, most people, they say, you know, exercise, diet, and then they stop there. I mean, the mindset is, is so, so huge. Um, so you've got to have, I actually just did a video on this yesterday. You've got to have the, an ex, you've got to have an exercise program, right? And I already talked about, I'm a huge believer in, in strength training, resistance training. If you're going to, you know, then you've got cardio. If you're going to only pick one, and I'm not saying you should, but if you are the strength training, so that's, mm-hmm. you know, huge. Uh, nutrition, you have to find something that's going to get you the results you want, and hopefully in a healthy way, <laughs> ideally, and in a way that you can actually sustain, because anybody can force themselves to do something for a short period of time. And I've been through all this, you know, where you're starving yourself and you're eating chicken and broccoli and protein shakes and it works, but it, it sucks, right? No, that's right. not sustainable. But the mindset's the biggest. And it starts with just having the belief that you can do it, right? Because if you... It, it, before you make any transformation, you've got to believe it's true. And and not because just believing is going to magically make it happen, but if you don't really believe it, even in sub, at a subconscious level, you're not going to put in the effort that's needed. Then you're not going to get the results. Then it's going to reinforce, see, this doesn't work. It's not for me. And right. so getting that belief and then keeping that belief and then having uh, the right uh, mindset um, you know, coupled with accountability, I would say would be the fourth thing, you know, that most people need in, in the beginning, at least are the, are the key factors. So yeah, mindset's huge, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with that. You know, it's something that's, uh, like for me, I, I don't have a good mindset around exercising and eating right. And I don't know what to attribute it to cause I used to, and that's something I do need to get better at. But what I've noticed over the years with not only myself, but people, family, friends that are close to me is you push yourself too hard in the beginning of whatever program or whatever journey you're going on when it comes to fitness. You, in that first two weeks, you're like, I'm going to work out twice a day for two hours. I'm going to eat 1200 calories a day, zero fat, all protein, protein shakes three times a day. And then you just burn out and you have that one day where you're like, well, I've been doing good for two weeks. I'm going to take an off day and then just downhill from there. So With your clients and your programs, do you gradually introduce these things that might be kind of foreign to them so that they can actually get used to it first? Or you say, hey, let's just hit it hard from the beginning and I'm going to keep you accountable every step of the way. It's a great question. It it depends on the client is the answer, you know, and that that gets into before we jump into their plan, I need to know exactly what their goals are, what their expectations are and what their time frame is, what's important to them. And then that needs to match up with, then I match that up with the roadmap and what we'll often find, you know, I want everybody, I want to lose 50 pounds and, you know, the next six weeks and, you know, have amazing energy and, you know, love the lifestyle. 
I'm like, okay, here's the plan for that. We can do that. Here's the plan. And then they're like, well, I can't do that. I don't have time. Okay, well, we need to either adjust, adjust your goals and expectations or we need to, you know, you need to figure out if it's important to you enough to really reach that goal in that time frame you said, and are you willing to adjust uh, other things in your life? Right. And the other thing we've got, I did work with, you know, my coaching clients is, you know, helping them to find a, a bigger reason why than just, you know, lose like losing weight, getting in shape. Like that's not motivating. Like we all, a lot right. of us know we need to do it. We want to do it. But if I can help them see, you know, tie it in a lot of my, my business, you know, guys are CEOs, executives, you know, sales guys. Look, I can tie, if I can tie in them making more money and growing their business to their, their fitness level, now that's exciting. Or, or somebody, it's a relationship, right? I mean, that's, that's what I found is everybody has basically three categories, either health, right, money, you know, finance, and relationships. Pretty much every problem or what we want falls into one of those three things. So really find out what's important to that person and then tie it in. And I sincerely believe, you know, I had the opportunity to speak on uh, Grant Cardone's 10X stage in front of 12,000 people in February. And I made the statement. I said, I believe that putting your health first is the most important thing you can do for yourself and your business as an entrepreneur. And it's because, you, you know, think about it. You've used to work out and be known as much more. You work out, and I think for men specifically, like lifting weights or something about it, primal. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you walk in, even just one workout, you walk in to that business meeting, that sales call, a different person. Oh, you're yeah. more confident. The other person can feel it. And then you transform your body, and now you have that confidence. You you take that around. I mean, then 100% without even increasing your you know sales skills, your marketing skills, all that, which you should, you're going to get better results. Yeah. I guess it comes down to confidence, and I think people lack that. And I guess you can get confidence in several different ways, but I feel like with your body, it's really hard to get confidence sometimes. But when you start to feel it, I feel like it's just different. You know, it's just like I feel good about my body, the way I look. That's what kind of sucks as humans is we we care more about the outside than the inside, and I think it's always going to be that way. Um, so I, I do think, and I do agree with you, when I, when I do have that week where I actually work out, I feel good. <laughs> I feel really good about myself. And uh, I, it kind of gives me momentum to say, like, if, if I want to continue to have this feeling, I have to continue to go to the gym. But – it's just, you know, it's one of those things with this balance, man. And I am so bad at balancing fitness and life and a wife <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, most people are. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, um, but it's not impossible. And, right. and, right, and you, you know, you recognize you're, I would tell you to change your language a little bit. Don't say you're bad at it. Your, your behavior right now is bad at it. Seriously, exactly, you, yeah. you know this. The more times you say that, I'm bad at it, I'm bad at it, the more you're reinforcing it. But that's one of my big missions now. Um, you know, Brady is I'm 45. You know, I run three businesses. I have three kids, four and under, four-year-old son, two-year-old oh, wow. twin boy and girl. And I keep six-pack abs 365 days a year. And 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 I do not saying that to brag because I grew up that that chubby kid. But my mission now is, and not everybody wants six-pack abs, but my point is I want to help guys and, and ladies be able to achieve the health, fitness, body they want. But do and this is the, this next part's the most important, and not have it completely rule your life. Now, obviously, right. you've got to put in time, you've got to put in energy. You can't, you know, you have to on, on your workouts, your eating, all that. But that's been over the past few years a big focus because I've done the whole thing where you know I'm meal prepping, I'm cooking, you know, 
I'm eating every two hours, you know, I'm eating only quote unquote clean foods, you know, whatever that means, that's debatable. Right. You know, I'm not never having a drink, you know, especially not during the week. I'm not going out to dinner during the week. You know, I have my big cheat day on the weekend where I eat like a maniac. And the, the problem with that is, it, and that's how I was taught. I was taught by some of the top natural bodybuilders, and that's kind of the way most people do it. And it, it works for getting you in great shape, but it's just, it, it, it rules your life. And yeah. so now I've, what I've learned is to help people, you know, look, right? I have a client, Paul, he's in my platinum coaching group, and he's lost 80 pounds, uh, but not just lost 80 pounds, dude's ripped. Like he's got abs, he's got the veins. Uh, he had the confidence to actually uh, start two businesses, right? Talking about that confidence, how it, it ties into business. And, um, uh, you know, he, he's pretty hardcore. He might be more hardcore <laughs> with me than the eating. My, my passion now is learning how to have all these results, but do it in the most enjoyable, less stressful, you know, way so that you can actually sustain it for the rest of your life. So with that, and I'm aware of the whole macro diet, you know, just carbs, protein, fat. Do you follow that or do you follow more of a chicken, rice, broccoli? I used to be the chicken, rice, broccoli guy. Now I'm the macro calorie guy. Okay. hundred percent. And specifically for me, and this doesn't work for everybody. This is, you know, I, I love intermittent fasting, you know, and I say that, but I think it, it works great for me. It doesn't work for everybody. A lot of, you know, it's a big thing now, right? And people think, oh, I can just, if I eat only my calories in a certain window and fast the rest of them, I can eat whatever I want. And um, that's not true. Number one, if you eat too many calories, right. you're still not going to lose fat. And number two, some people, that, that that's a miserable way to do it. For me, I like it. I can do my coffee in the morning. I do my water. I just work, work, work. I don't have to think. I'll do my workout now on an empty stomach. And then I eat two, you know, two big meals and maybe a snack. And for me, like I get to, I'm a big eater. I told you. So I get to enjoy yeah. these big meals. You know, I make sure I get my protein um, in terms of the, the macros. And this is me personally. I, I'm a believer in keeping it simple. So get, you know, get your calories right based on your primary goal, which, you know, if it's losing fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit. We did a whole hour long call on this uh, yesterday, why most people don't lose fat. Um, it, it, with my platinum coaching group, we talked about it yesterday, because, and it's because they're not in a calorie deficit. And, and even if people are eating, you know, they're on a plan, they're working out, they're eating right, you know, Monday through through Friday, but on Saturday and Sunday, I deserve a break, I'm gonna eat whatever. Mm -hmm. People massively underestimate um, how many calories they're eating. Right. So if you're in a, say, 400 calorie deficit Monday through Friday, you're a, you're a financial guy, that's what, 2,000 calorie deficit, mm -hmm. but then you overeat 1,000 calories on Saturday and Sunday, which is very easy to do, <laughs> uh, especially, so easy. I mean, it's a couple of margaritas and, and some chips and guac. I mean, yeah. it's probably more than 1,000. <laughs> Which is my favorite, if, if you can't tell, using that example. So now you're, you're you've you've canceled out. You're not in a deficit anymore, and, and people don't realize it. So the reality is, if you're not losing fat, um, or, or or weight, you're not in a calorie deficit. Um, yeah. Some somehow, it's probably because you're either underestimate. Most people are underestimating what they're eating, or they're just not tracking it. Uh, yeah. So for me, and it's hard, but you know, tr you, you know, it sucks to track track all this stuff. But that's why I like to keep it simple. Is for me, I like, and I'll kind of, kind of, kind of sum up my philosophy. If you want to lose weight, lose fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit over the course of the week. Uh, you need to have enough lean protein because protein is the only macronutrient that builds lean muscle. Lean muscle 
uh, increases your metabolism, burns calories uh, while you're at rest. I like to look at it kind of comparing like, you know, you're making interest on your money. Uh, when you have every pound of lean muscle you build burns an extra 10 to 40 calories a day. So, you know, you build 10 pounds of lean muscle, which is kind of a, 10 to 20 is the average of my male clients over the course of the year. Um, five to seven for females. You know, you add 10 pounds of lean muscle, you're burning an extra two to 500 calories every day. So you're getting passive fat burning, right? Yeah. Um, and then, so you got to get your protein, which, you know, my recommendation is about one, about 0.8, 0.75 to 0.8 grams per pound for a man. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you're looking at like 175 grams of protein. Most people get nowhere near enough. Um, it's, it's, if you're not intentional about it, you're not going to get it. And then carbs and fat, I've, I've done low carb, I've done you know, high carb, I've done tracking those macros. What, what I found is it doesn't make a huge difference. If you get your calories right, you get your protein right, eat a balance of carbs and fat. I know a lot of people love keto. And I mean, that can work, but again, like how realistic is it for you to never eat a carb for the rest of your life? For me, that's yeah. not realistic. And yeah. if I can get the same results eating carbs that I enjoy, I'm, I'm going to do it. So get your calories right, get your protein right, let the carbs and fat fall where they fall and eat the number of meals that, you know, if you like doing six meals a day, great. If you like doing two a day, great. Do what works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. And I, and I think that's a, <laughs> that's a good approach because- I guess the philosophy is it just depends. Whatever whatever you are comfortable with, do it. Because so many people think that fitness and eating healthy is unenjoyable. And it can be. Don't get me wrong. But if you find a, a happy medium of something where you can still get results but still actually not let it rule your life, I think you're there. And I think that's what your kind of what your whole philosophy is around and what helps a lot of people is they don't want to spend twelve hours a day thinking about their next meal and working out. Because you got you got other life to worry about, you know. But I, I want to ask you a question. So when I when I was big into working out and I would track my macros, I would do it in my fitness pile. It's just the easiest thing to do. Yep, it's great. How how important is sugar as well? Because I have heard that yes, you know, just get your. I I've never heard about the whole calorie thing. Just get your calories right. I always just tracked macros just in general. Had a certain amount for each macro. Yeah. But I never worried about sugar. So. If you are getting your carbs, but it's in the form of juice or fruit or candy or something like that, how bad is that for you? It's a great question. And, and first of all, with the macro thing, when you're tracking, you know, all macros are the three types of calories, right? Protein, carbs, and fat. Mm -hmm. So those make up, you know, your, your protein, carbs, and fat, your macros make up your calories. So you right. tracking your macros, in essence, we're controlling yeah, I get, yeah, I guess your, your calorie cool. count. In terms of the, uh, the sugar question, this is another great point because there's an eating healthy and eating to look good are not the same thing. And here's proof. You know, you can have somebody eating healthy. You know, they eat all fruits and vegetables, no processed food, no sugar, no alcohol, no dairy, no gluten, no nothing. Then you may know somebody like that, but they're overweight. Well, how is that right. possible? Eating too many calories. Even if you eat too many calories of the, the right, uh, the healthy foods, you're, you can be overweight. So the answer to, to losing body fat and, and, you know, quote, unquote, looking good, whatever that is for you, is what we just talked about, having the, the calorie level right protein level, right? Eating healthy is, is important though too, right? So to answer your question, you can have someone that looks super healthy, fit, lean, you know, sub 10% body fat, you know, abs and everything that eats a lot of sugar as long as they know how to control their macros. And that's one of the, you know, dirty secrets of a lot of fitness people. And I have to be careful of this because I love <laughs> eating all the sugary stuff. I, I can look great 
and eat all the, the sugar stuff. So yes, right. you could, but that's not good for you, right? So my philosophy is, you know, about 75, 80% of the time, eat the healthy foods because mm -hmm. health is important. 20 to 25% or whatever percentage it is for you, you know, eat whatever the heck you want and enjoy it and don't feel guilty about it and don't make a cheat day, just whatever, you know, incorporate it into your life. And 100% uh, of the time or as close to 100 as you can, get your calories right and your protein right. And yeah. I found that is a way that can make you get the results you want physique-wise, how you want to look, you're going to be healthy, and you're going to um, uh, be able to do it for the rest of your life. And this, yeah. is, and, you know, this is another debate I have with some of my uh, doctor clients and doctor friends as they talk, you know, because they'll, they'll get on to me, oh, you're having, you know, that uh, popsicle or that Diet Coke or, or whatever. And, and, you know, I believe, you know, based on research and based on common sense, if you're um, obese, the risk of having, if you're obese and you're eating a lot of sugar, you're at a much higher risk than if you're at a healthy weight. Right. And you, and you eat, and you incorporate some sugar into For sure. your diet, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. Uh, cause I never tracked my sugar either. And I had a buddy who was saying, I'm not eating any sugar at all for the next month, just zero grams of sugar a day. Like that's great. But is that sustainable for a whole month? Maybe not because sugar is in every, from bread to whatever, you know, it's in everything. So exactly, dude. And I'm not saying sugar's not good for you. Don't get me wrong. It's like sugar right. said sugar's no, sugar's not good for you. It's, it's best to eat only healthy food 100% of the time. Right. Exactly. That's the best. But who is going to do that realistically? I know one guy, I know <laughs> the one guy and he'll probably live longer than, than all of us. But, um, you know, for the, for the rest of us, if we can do mostly healthy stuff, but enjoy some sugar and, and what we want and within control, again, it's, it's something we can, can get the physique goals we want, the health goals we want, and actually enjoy the process and exactly. sustain it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I apologize for asking so many questions. It's just everything about the whole nutrition part fascinates me because I feel like there's no one size fits all. People, like you said, can eat terribly and be shredded or people that are eating really healthy but too much food and are overweight are going to stay overweight. But I think the, a, a debate I want to talk about is the alcohol portion because, you know, people drink McUltra, has okay. 90 calories or 90-something calories, and they think, oh, this is, this is good. It's only 90-something calories. Yep. But from stuff I've looked up on the Internet articles, it's not entirely true because there's alcohol and carbonation in it. And they say you have to take the alcohol percentage and I guess multiply it by maybe four grams for carbs and nine for fat, depending upon which bucket you want to put it into. So what is your philosophy on that? Because you're all about, you know, create a sustainable lifestyle for yourself, but also, you know, move towards a healthier lifestyle. So do you incorporate alcohol or not? Yeah, great. You got good questions, man. And so here's, again, my answer kind of like the sugar. The best answer is zero alcohol, right? Because right. It's, it's, there's really no benefits. Yeah, red wine has antioxidants, but let's be honest, you can get antioxidants <laughs> from, from other stuff. But again, I like to have some drinks with my wife every once in a while. Now, you know, so so if you're going to – I always tell people the, the best physical answer and then what's my answer, what I do, and, and what's realistic for most people. So if you want to drink, um, I, I, I keep it simple. Your, your calculation is – I haven't heard that as a little more fancy. I keep it simple. 
if you're going to have, let's say, three MIC lights, I think that's wise, first of all, because there's a big difference in having a, a MIC light or a shot of tequila, right. um, you know, 80, 90 calories and, and very little sugar versus having a, you know, a loaded margarita or a daiquiri or a white right. Russian or something that's five, six, seven, eight hundred calories in terms exactly. of sugar. Big difference. Or even drinking a regular beer. We talked again, we talked to this in my platinum call yesterday. I was like, what we we had this exact conversation. <laughs> and then I was like, what kind of beers do you guys like? Because I told them how easy it was to eat one, two, three thousand calories over on the weekends or like that. But, you know, I said, what kind of beer do you like? Um, and this is a guy from the UK and it was a, I don't remember, it was a two hundred and forty calorie beer. Well how many of those do you do you have when you drink? Uh, well, one or two. But what about when you go out with your buddies? I don't know. I could have 10. 2,500 calories. Just like that. And, you, and we haven't even eaten yet. And so the calories makes a huge difference. So, so I keep it simple, uh, Brady. If, I, if I'm going to drink, I just count those as, as part of my uh, carb uh, calories. Okay. You know, So if I have three McLights, that's 300 calories. I just got to incorporate that into um, into my day. And yeah. so, you know, some people will say that, that you – don't have to count the alcohol calories because it can't be stored as fat. I like that theory. <laughs> I don't know if I don't, I'd rather be more conservative and just count right. it, you know, without being crazy. But you know, the, the biggest problem with alcohol is not having a few drinks. And again, as long as you control the calories, the biggest problem is again, you, you over drink, right? Now you're into excess calories, you know, alcohol can slow down your metabolism, decrease testosterone. Um, for me at least, and I think most people, it's going to lower your inhibitions, especially if you've been eating in a calorie deficit. Yeah. Now you're starving. You're like, ah, I eat everything in sight. And then the next day, you're not going to feel as good, you know, for right. your workouts and everything. But in, in moderation, man, it's, I mean, uh, it's, it's not going to negatively affect you. Yeah. I like that answer because uh, I think, I know everybody likes to have a good time every now and then. And if you can keep it simple and still enjoy your life, I think that's the best route to go. But of course, there is, I think there still is parameters, right? You still have to keep yourself in check. But I think that's probably something that you're there for, accountability, and you kind of just learn over time. Because I don't know of anyone who starts a diet or workout plan and, and finishes it all the way through the first time if they've never worked out before. It's hard. It really is hard. And just like we went back to, it's not so much the the diet and the exercise portion. It's the mindset. Like, if no one's ever worked out before, like it's really hard for you to think that you can finish something that tough. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. hundred percent. Um, yeah. So, and here's, here's a little hack with the alcohol. Cause you know, if you know people, most people drink it cause they want to, you know, get a little buzz and, and feel good. Right. It's not like the yeah. taste is that unbelievable. I mean, I guess some of those super sugary ones is if you, you know, to, if you know you're going to have some drinks, well have your calories lower throughout the day right yeah. so you have room for the calories and if right. you know if you haven't eaten you know you can have two or three drinks and you know maybe have a nice buzz versus having to drink six or seven yeah so yeah you get the same benefit with the same fun without having to drink, to drink as many calories and have all those negative benefits yeah no that, that's that's 100 right man so i, I want to take a little detour toward here for a second so your journey from going from accountant to body transformation specialist, I'm sure it wasn't that easy. Just you create, you won this challenge and then you were just some big, you know, transformation coach. Everything's so, been perfect for the past 18 years. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not, so, not at all. Yeah. So how, how has, what were some of those big struggles where you probably thought, is this even the route I'm supposed to be going? Cause I think we all always have those questions, right? 
yeah. you're going down this path, you're working so hard, but maybe you're not seeing the results you want to see. And the first thought is I should just quit and go back to my accounting desk job and I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I didn't have those, those thoughts. I, I've been determined. I'm not going to ruin your question though, because I've had plenty of struggles. It's interesting. I, I've, I've never thought about going back, mm. uh, but I've had my share of challenges, man. So right. literally I won the contest. I'm on the top of the world. I get to go out and meet all these people from the, the supplement company that sponsored it, all these top bodybuilders. And we had this huge weekend of working out like, three or four times a day and all this stuff. But long story short, the combination of me, um, you know, doing the contest and, and you take these pictures then and the whole process of like bodybuilding, getting on stage is not the healthiest thing in the world. You're, you know, you're right. trying to dehydrate yourself the last week and manipulate your sodium and potassium, all this stuff. Anyway, the, all that combined with the flying combined with the weekend workouts combined with my genetics, I got a blood clot in my arm mm. and I was in the hospital for, for five days and on Coumadin for three months. And I was, think about it, I just won this contest. I knew this is what I was meant to do on earth. And the doctor tells me you can't work out for three months or you can die. And that was like, at that time, that was the end of the world for me. Like, right. me, I, can't, I don't care if I die, but I don't wanna work out, you know? <laughs> and so of course I followed the advice and, you know, and then I slowly came back and, and got into it. And then eventually, um, you know, started, got my certification, you know, to, to train people, was doing that on the side, was doing online coaching and training. This is 2001, so before online was, was even a thing. And then finally, in 2006, I decided to leave my, you know, good paying corporate job to take the leap. I opened my first personal training studio, you know, here in Atlanta. I still have two today, uh, but it hasn't been a, an easy journey, man. I mean, you know, shortly after I opened the studio, uh, my dad, who was only 60 years old, you know, my best friend, perfect health. You know, we can control a lot of things, we can control everything, contracted an extremely rare disease, died in seven weeks, you know, went from perfect mm -hmm. health to dead. And, um, you know, and, and, and around that time, right before that, you know, I was, was married before my, you know, uh, first wife, you know, was, was having an affair and, you know, ended up getting a divorce. So it was like, all oh, this has happened at once. I, right after I make this decision, I'm all excited and like, man, like, you know, I, I've been, I've, I've been told, and I believe that you know God will test you if you really want something. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like I was getting tested left and right, and um, you know the, but I just kept going forward. So I mean, to answer your question, I, you know, I'll share another recent struggle with you. But I mean, it, it was hard, man. I did, you know, one of those age things. You know, your your actual age based on stress. You know, and like divorce, death of parent new career was like I was like 80 years old based on that <laughs> um, but I can tell you this and I hope you know we've gotten into a lot of details on the the nutrition and the workouts and some of your audience is probably really excited that some of them are like dude I want to get financially free so I want them to know like the work working out and taking care of your health will contribute to you making more money and getting financially free sooner and it's you're going to be around. You're going to be able to enjoy it. You know, I know a lot of your listeners are younger. You're in your twenties, thirties, but like you're going to age, even though you don't think about it. I didn't think about it then. And the more you take care of yourself, you know, the more likelihood you're going to be around, and then be able to move and, and enjoy it. And um, so I, that was the one thing I never stopped. It's my own personal workouts, and I even had friends who, you know, uh, and I'm part of a franchise. They own their personal training studios, they were helping other people get healthy and fit, but they quit working out themselves. And I was like, that's never, never even crossed my mind. And I sincerely believe like having that, that strength, that base, that confidence has helped me get through 
um, you know, these hard things. So, you know, I've, I've learned a ton, dude. I mean, I went from one studio to three in a year. I ended up closing one. It was 2008, you know, when we had the, the last recession. Right. Um, and, and, you know, then just, just barreled forward. Um, I, uh, another, another recent huge challenge for me is uh, I was born, I guess, unfortunately, with hip sockets that are not big enough for my hip bones. So at 30 years old, I was bone on bone in my left hip and almost bone on bone in my right. Toughed it out for years, just in pain every day, tried chiropractic, you know, all the stuff. And finally, at 41 years old, decided to have a uh, total hip replacement. I talked to, which is pretty young, a really young hip replacement. Talked to a bunch of friends and, and uh, that have done it, you know, did my research. Oh, greatest thing I ever did. You're going to get out of pain. You can do whatever you want. It's awesome. And so had the surgery. Everything went great. Uh, seven days later, I'm making protein pancakes, ironically enough. Drop some on the ground, decide to, to try to pick it up, get in the wrong position, hip dislocates, which is the worst thing that can possibly happen. Worst pain imaginable. They rush me to the hospital, uh, pop it back in place. And, dude, it was traumatic. Like, I, I'd never understood, like, you know, post-traumatic stress. But I was, I and mean, you can ask my wife, I was terrified to move for months because I just thought my hip was going to dislocate. And I thought, I mean, this is, this is just a couple of years ago. Right. And I thought, like, this is my life. I'm a fitness guy, and I'm going to be this gimp. Like, I'm done. And, you know, I'm not going to be able to play with my kids and all this stuff. And it, it was it was traumatic. But, you know, I got back in the gym, started doing upper body. I started doing rehab. And literally, great, like, I, and, and my hip kept hurting. I was like, something's wrong from where it dislocated. The surgery is never going to be the same. The doctor kept saying, oh, it's just going to take time. And then finally, after... About a year and a half, he said, yeah, sorry, like, you may just be the way it is. And of course, I want to strangle the guy. Like, right. I told you this, this is my life. So, but, but long story short, man, just within the past six months, I'm not 100% pain-free, but I'm pretty friggin' close. And through a combination of working with uh, some of my trainers who are experts in pain relief and you know, muscle imbalance and trigger point therapy and massage and all that, um, working with physical therapists, uh, chiropractors, and ironically enough, walking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like my left hip, which was replaced, I have virtually no pain. Which, and then the right, which is bone on bone, is a little bit of pain, but very manageable. So to go from somebody that that was in uh, pain for what almost fifteen years every day as a fitness person and just grinding it out to be almost in no pain. Like that's the, the greatest thing in the world. So I guess the, the lesson there is like, even if you feel like there's no hope for your situation, whether it's, you know, physical pain or situation with your job or your relationship, just keep looking for answers. Mm -hmm. Like never give up. And if something's not working, adjust and keep looking for answers. It's kind of like the old Tony Robbins thing. He says, you know, how long would you give a, give a baby to walk until you give up on them? Never give up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the baby's going to walk. Right. So if we have that same mindset for whatever it is we need to accomplish, like you're, you're going to find the answer. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that, that's, that's very powerful. I think that the premise is there's always a way. And the cool thing about you, man, is that you have been through pain when it comes to, you know, your physique, your body, and that's what you help people overcome. And I think people – we're probably in that same position where they're in pain and they're just like, well, this is it. This is my life. 
and you, I guess, step in and say, no, there is a way. There's always a way. So I think that's powerful because people, I think people get in their head too much and they doubt themselves and they doubt their abilities and their capabilities. And I think it's really cool what you're doing. Thank you. And even though I don't, I, I don't, I don't love that I went through it, but I feel like I can relate to people because a lot of people will say to me, dude, you're just this like fit guy. You got it all figured out. It's easy for you. And then I tell them, and like, no, like, you know, you, you have no idea, especially yeah. now I, I've got the success story, knocked on wood. Hopefully it's going to stay this way. I assume it will. Um, but you know, when I was going, I, you know, I was helping these people get fit and literally in physical pain. I would tell them, yeah, yeah I, I get it. And I think they, they relate more and they, yes. they get it versus, you know, we see it's kind of like you see the person who's multi, multi millionaire, billionaire, and you think they just got lucky or it happened overnight. You don't see the struggle and the pain and the disappointments and the wasting of the money they invested that didn't work out and everything, you know, that, that they've gone through. And, and, yeah. and, and hearing that makes you believe, oh, wow, okay, it is possible for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think too, uh, a further testament is that you weren't always this shredded guy, <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you, you were chubby when you were little. And I think people can use that. I mean, yeah, the argument could be, you just needed to grow into your own skin or whatever, but I feel like it's still something that you never forget when you're in a place that you're not comfortable with or proud of. And just getting out of that, I think is the biggest thing. And and I think, you know, not only with fitness, but with, with any situation, financial related, business related, spiritually related, whatever that is, there's always a way to overcome struggles. You just got to find it. And you have to want it. And it's not so much that you can just work hard and overcome it because I think it's more than that. I think it's finding someone to keep you accountable. I think it's having a positive mindset. Things having a strong mindset and having the courage to ask for help. It doesn't just happen. You, you have to have a combination of a lot of different things. You do, and you got to be doing the right things. You know, working hard, doing the wrong process is not going to work, which is why I talked about it earlier, like getting a coach. I mean, I have, I still use fitness coaches, right? Yeah, I still use, um, I have business coaches, you have finance coaches. I mean, like, I've had relationship coaches. You know, having someone not only to give you the path, the right things to do, but to hold you, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but the accountability is huge, especially in the beginning. Like, I'm straight up with my clients. Like, you're, you're 35, 45, 55, and you, you've been overweight out of shape your whole life like if you could do it on your own you would have done it by now exactly you, you need that accountability i tell people you're one workout away from a better mood which is pretty cool and more confidence you know 12 weeks 12 to 16 weeks from a, a physique transformation if you're willing to put in the work uh and six months away from making it a lifestyle exactly you know, is, is what i found yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get wrapping up. We've talked about a lot, not only with mindset, but with nutrition and exercise. But if you had to give one piece of advice for those struggling to transform their body, what would be the first thing you'd give them? I think the, the biggest thing is to figure out, make a decision, number one. It is something that's important to you enough to, to really make a change. Don't dabble in it that's, and, you know, and do a program that you don't like or not right for you. And then you reinforce that this stuff doesn't work or it's not for you. Make a real decision, get some real help, you know, find, find a coach that can give you a plan and, and hold you accountable. And, and my advice there is find somebody that has actually done what you want. <laughs> you know, they don't have to be a, you know, shredded, but what, you know, I think they should live the lifestyle and that you relate with. Right. Uh, Cause I know I don't relate with everybody and, and, and that's okay. 
and then to um, you know to, to execute and, and also to hold you accountable and then and then execute it and then and then finding out within that your your big why why are you doing it it can't just be to lose weight and then again I know you're a, you're obviously a business um, you know finance uh, you know podcast like knowing again like dude your 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 business success and financial success is going to be dire, directly impacted for the better by taking care of your your health uh, and your body as well as your relationships and everything else right 100% man 100% that's very good advice where can my audience find you on social media yes so they can go my website is uh, russyeager.com so that's uh, r-u-s-s yeager y-e-a-g-e-r not spelled like the the drink which I didn't have too much of in uh, college (laughs) and um, then on uh, Instagram uh, at russyeager and uh, Facebook if if they use that uh, as well. Awesome. Yeah, reach out to Russ. Let him know what you thought about the podcast or ask him any questions you may have about transforming your body. And Russ, I appreciate your time, man. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you, Brady. And, and, and I'm happy to like talk to people too. Like if they have questions, like send me a friggin' direct message. And yeah. you know, I love, love educating and, and helping and inspiring. Love it, man. Yeah, reach out to Russ. Thanks, man. Thanks, brother. What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I'm the host of the Budget Trek Podcast. If you haven't already, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and please leave us a review. But before we dive in, I want to talk about our sponsor. Are you a business owner and struggling to manage the finances behind your business? Or maybe you're spending endless amounts of time trying to determine the overall financial direction. If so, I want to acknowledge my company, Financial Automation. Through the creation of custom financial dashboards to financial consulting to financial literacy education, we're committed to helping entrepreneurs take control of the finances behind their businesses. If you're interested in learning more, go to www.financialautomation.co and book your free strategy call. Now, on to the show.